Hey everybody out there, this is Mark. So sorry I haven't been on in a very, very long time. It's been several months since my last episode. You've hit the mark. Thanks for subscribing and tuning in. Again, sorry I haven't been around. I've had a lot going on. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's see, what have I had going on exactly? Um, a lot of stuff, just a lot of stuff. Some BS stuff, you know. Uh, Easter has come and gone. Happy Easter to everybody. Happy Passover to everybody. All of my Jewish friends, all of my Christian friends, happy Easter to you. I celebrated with uh, a Jewish friend of mine. We went, uh, I went over to his house, and we did a Seder for Passover. Very interesting, um, you know. It's... Uh, it's kind of not like I'm used to being half Italian, half Portuguese. I'll tell you why. You know, in an Italian household, you go to your family's house for Easter. You know, they invite you in. Immediately, they might have some appetizers out, you know, a bottle of wine. You'll have something to drink. And, uh, you know, you're munching on appetizers or chips or stuff while... You're waiting for Easter dinner. Or in some cases, you know, it's more of a brunch, Easter brunch, whatever. So you go and you're sitting there at this table, you know. And this is for the Passover now, not for the uh, traditional Easter dinner. And there's nothing on the table. There's, there's no food. There's this unleavened bread. It's called matzah, right? So you have this matzah on the table, and they fill your cup up with some wine. That's not wine. It's grape juice, people. And you sit there with your little yarmulke on if you are wearing one. I did not. And, you know, you're like, where's the food? <laughs> there is no food on the table. Where is the food? Everybody's sitting around the table, and we're sitting there, and you take a piece of matzah, you eat it a little bit, and then you, you read a little bit. Everybody reads two, three, four, five, six times around the table. And like you raise your glass to drink, you drink the grape juice, they refill it. You read several more times, and maybe you have another bite of matzah. And then you do, uh, you drink again. I mean, this went on for two hours. Okay, and that's what a typical Seder is. And so, well, what I'm used to, I go to my family's house for Easter dinner or Easter brunch. You, you go in, you have wine. Here's a glass of wine. You have appetizers. You're eating appetizers right when you get there. When you go to the table, the ham's on the table. Or uh, the roast beef is on the table with the fixings, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the corn, the carrots, whatever you're eating for Easter is on the table. And when you get to the table, you might bow your head, say grace, thank God, and then you're in like Flint. You eat. You carve the turkey. You carve the ham. You, you dive into the mashed potatoes. You eat. Oh, and I, You know, that, that's what I'm used to growing up. So the Seder circumstance was a bit different for me. I was starving. I was starving sitting at this table you know, and I didn't read, so they would surpass me, and they would go to everybody else. And I would just be like, where the hell is the freaking food? <laughs> so, uh, 
So that was my second Seder experience. My first was the quicker Reader's Digest version of the Seder. And um, it was nice. It was interesting. I'm glad I went. I would do it again, but I just wanted to compare the two for you, Seder versus uh, a traditional Easter dinner. So that was that. Um, What else did I have going on? So this girl that I was hanging out with, again, I'm not going to mention any names, you know, and if you've listened to my previous episodes, I thought I was in love, not in love, but I thought I was really, really infatuated with this one particular woman who had some other issues going on in her life, and, you know, that just kind of played itself out, and that kind of just let it go, you know. So that was that. Um... We're still communicating a little bit, but we haven't in the last couple of weeks. She's upset with a few things. But again, she's part of the group that I am involved with, right? And like I kind of sometimes coordinate get-togethers and parties, and we play pickleball and whatever. Like I coordinate that stuff. So I don't know how it's going to be for her if she's not part of the group. I'm not sure. But, you know, if she's going to act like she's been acting, it's not my problem. You know, good riddance, no love loss there currently. But, I mean, that could change. So, anyway, in the interim of all that jazz, I was hanging out with this girl. You know, we had a lot of fun together, actually. Uh, She was up and down, kind of all over the map, though. Very flighty, very non-committal. But still, all in all, a very well-rounded person, I think. Had a job. You know, she lived with her parents. That's okay. You know, people have to sometimes reset themselves, and that's what they do, and that's okay. It's it's nothing to frown upon, or it's nothing to, like, look down upon, or it's nothing bad. It's just some people need a restart, a refresh, and that's what going home to mom and dad, or just mom, or just dad, that's what that does. So anyway, she lives there. We were hanging out for a while. We'd go to the casino. We went kayaking. We went go-karting. Did a, diff- a bunch of different stuff. So she became very like um, non-talkative or non-communicative over the last week and a half to two weeks. This was two weeks ago, sorry. And so I reached out to her and I'm like, hey, you know what's going on? Everything okay? And uh, I happen to be in class, so that's a new thing. I'm taking real estate classes now. So uh, I'll have my real estate license here in a couple of months. Uh, if you know anybody in South Florida looking for real estate, um, looking to buy, looking to sell reach out to me somehow, because that will be very good. Anyway, so I was in class. She said, yeah, we'll talk later. Let me know. I know you're in class right now. Let me know when you're done, and we can talk. I'm like, oh, boy, is it anything I did? Are you okay? She says, not about you at all. You didn't do anything wrong. You're fine. So, you know, we talk after that. I'm driving home from class. Actually, I was going um, shopping for some food, so I went to the store after class. And this is at, like, 930 at night, and we're talking, and she tells me, Um, you know, oh, by the way, I am pregnant. You're pregnant? What, what, are you the Virgin Mary? Are we having, like, God, another God's love child here? Like, how are you pregnant? And I mean that wholeheartedly, like, it would be, it would be an immaculate conception times two, or the second immaculate conception. Uh, she saw her ex-boyfriend six weeks ago and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she thinks she's pregnant. Well, 
That was like a week and a half ago. She has confirmed since then she is definitely pregnant. And, um, you know, there you go. And she's not sure whether she's having it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, this, this, this is not good, okay? Because first of all, we were kind of getting to know each other while you go and screw around with your ex-boyfriend. Then he knocks you up. Now, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> you know? And so, in the interim, I've deleted her from my phone, deleted her off of Facebook, like, she's going to try to work it out with the ex. Listen, he's an ex for a reason, okay? Just because he knocked you up doesn't mean you have to be with him. But I'm not raising his love child with you. Sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. So that was that. So we're non not really talking anymore. We're on the non-communication side of things. Rightfully so. And uh, what else? I went on a first date with some girl who I met off of some dating site. You know, we were texting and we met. She's Jewish. I'm not. So we met. And uh, we went out to some place. And it was fun. You know, we met and out and had some drinks and I was wearing a short sleeve button-down shirt. I have the, uh, the couple of buttons on the top open because it's hot in South Florida. And I had a T-shirt on. And I wear my necklace all time at all times. So there's a reason why I'm telling you this. So we have fun, blah, blah, blah. Kiss her goodnight. Bye. So the next day we're communicating. And she asks me, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate me? And I made a joke, like she has a cat, or I know she has two dogs, rather. And she had some lint on her shirt. It was a black shirt, right? So I make a joke about it. I was totally kidding. Other than my lint on the shirt, she said, how would you rate me? And I said, oh, a strong eight, you know, just to be polite. And I don't want to hurt her feelings. But I, I thought she was maybe a little less than that. But, of course, I bump it up, as you're supposed to do. And I said, what about me? She said, well, if I can be honest, uh, a six. A six? And then she proceeds to explain, well, your shirt, you didn't have it buttoned all the way, and I could see your cross, and you know I'm Jewish, and I saw your T-shirt, and, you know, yada, 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 a few other things. And I'm like, OMG. So I, I give it a whirl. You know, I, I think and I ponder about it. At first, I just laughed it off, actually, and then it's festering with me. So then I send her a text message. You know, after, after pondering that for a while... I'm going to change your ranking to a less than strong five. And, you know, whatever I said after, I'm not sure. It's been deleted now. And then she said, was that what was that because of the lint on my shirt? Could you please explain? Because I'm trying to better myself. I, I would like to know. You know, I, I just left it at that. I deleted her number. I deleted her off the site. And that was it. So dating is difficult. You find these wackadoodles. These whack job people that seem normal via email correspondence, then seem normal via text correspondence. You're sending pictures back and forth. You're kind of getting the fe a feel for that person. And then you actually meet in person. They look like their pictures. That's great. They sound like themselves over the phone. That's great. But then they're whack jobs. Like you meet them initially, everything's fine. The next day, uh, something hits the, the shit hits the fan. Something goes off in their mind or whatever, and they get funny on you. If you ever had that happen, like let me know because there's a lot of funny people out there. 
I don't understand. I don't, un- I, I don't understand why people do what they do and why they are how they are. So that's been my last couple of months. I saw my ex-girlfriend recently. That was actually very nice. Very, very, very nice. Uh, that's about it. You know, I've been playing some PB. Love the game. Um, real estate's my thing. Funeral service is still my thing. I love helping people in that arena. If you ever need something, if you ever need counseling, I offer that service. If you ever need suggestions, you know, just let me know. Opinions, whatever. Let me know. And what else? That's about it. I haven't done much karaoke. Haven't seen any movies. Avengers, uh, let me tell you, sucks. I, I, I will not see that movie. And I'm sorry for all of my Avenger fans out there, but I'm just not a fan. Just not a fan at all. I can totally just leave that and be fine with it. So that's it. I'm not going to uh, spoil the Avengers movie for you because I do know how it ends, my friend told me, but I'm not going to do that. So no spoiler, spoiler alert here. Anyway, thanks for listening and thank you for being a loyal subscriber, if that's you. And... Um, You know, look me up on YouTube if you want to know more about funeral service and this and that, what I do for a living. Mark the Mortician. Mark with a C, the Mortician. Thanks for listening, and thank you for subscribing. I will talk to you all soon, and I promise I'll get on here again very soon. Take care. Thank you. Good night.